Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Amen. I want to preach tonight a message that is going along with what we just did. You know, Sunday we had an amazing move of the Holy Spirit at the time of praise right there when we got done worshiping. I want you to understand, pay attention closely tonight. This is another one of those nuggets that we don't really understand how powerful our praise is until we look at the scriptures, until we realize what it says. And sometimes I want you to understand something, and you might be guilty of it just because you haven't heard a message preached on it. But I want you to understand tonight that praise is something that God made us for. It's really the reason he created us as human beings is to praise him and worship him. And I want you to understand tonight that when we come to church, we can be very easily lulled into just being content to be here. I I got here. I was there. I was present. I checked the box. I went to church. But we miss out. I'll never forget talking to Pastor Gould, who was in Africa. And and we would see this happen a lot in Costa Rica, too. And it's just an attitude that happens in People would come to church at 10 after and 15 after and 20 after and 30 after, and they didn't really think praise and worship was important. Now, listen, I'm going to go on record and tell you the Word of God is the most important thing that happens in a service. Because the flip side is I've been in churches where there's two hours of praise and worship and no Word. That doesn't work either. How many know it's about balance? But I want you to understand that they didn't understand how important praise and worship was. And so they just show up whenever. And he said, one time, I knew that they loved the word of God. And so I just showed up to service, and I just started the service with the word. And I started preaching. And he said it messed them up so bad. Next service, everybody was early. The idea behind that is we have to understand how important the word is and how important praise and worship is. But the word tells us how important praise is. And I want you to write this down tonight if you're taking notes. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise is a weapon. That's important to understand, okay? And we might come in here tonight, and and, and now now praise and worship is over, so you're going to have to work on it Sunday here at the church, and you have to work on it tomorrow or tonight in your car at your house. Because how many know if we're really believers, we don't just praise and worship at church? Can I get a better amen? This is where we do corporate praise and worship, and it's powerful. When we begin to clap like that and when we begin to worship together corporately like we just did, something powerful happens, and God ordains it, and we're going to see it in the Word tonight that he does that. But it's not just here at church, but you'll have your chance again on Sunday. But you're gonna, this hopefully will change your attitude about when you come because if we were to look around, and some do, and I don't on purpose, I try my very best to stay looking forward and keep my eyes closed. Because I don't want to lose my blessing sometimes. Amen. Hello. I wasn't talking about you. Why'd you take that personal? Amen. But some people come in and they don't understand. And we're going to show in the word tonight that there's a reason why we clap. There's a reason why we shout. There's a reason why we sing. Or as they say in the South, sang. Amen. There's a reason why we praise. There's a reason why we worship. And it's in the Bible, but it's a weapon. It's a weapon. 
And so when we come in this place and we don't quite get it, and a lot of people don't, but they will eventually if they stay in, in the service long, they stay in church long enough. People will put their hands in their pockets. People will look around, don't even try to sing the words, never raise their hands, never clap. Can you imagine what the service would be like if everybody would do that? Amen. Come on. Come on. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to the person next to you. Come on. Y'all are taking this too personally. I must be hitting a nerve. Because if if it's either woe is me or amen. But after tonight, I want you to understand that it's not just coming in and checking the box. My praise is a weapon. Now watch what the Bible says, that we are in a war. We're in a battle. And we're going to be in this battle until Jesus comes and gets us, or until we breathe our last breath, we're in a battle. Sometimes, just like in the world, the battle's really raging, and it's really harsh, and it's really serious, and there's a lot of casualties, and sometimes it's a little calmer, but we're always at war. Amen. We're in a battle. And look what the Bible says right here, and I want you to understand this. If you don't realize you're in a war and a battle, then praise isn't going to mean anything to you. It's just going to be something that that other person does, that radical person over there that does that. That one that claps a lot and shouts a lot and lifts their hands off, that radical person. But that's not me. Well, you're missing out on a weapon. Amen. A powerful weapon, and that's what I want you to get tonight. Watch what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Look at this. For though we walk in the flesh, that means though we live in this real world in a physical body, our war is not according to the flesh. So we can't fight this war in the flesh. And how many know too many of us do that? Not on purpose probably, but we try to fight in the flesh. For the weapons, there it is, the weapons, I said praise is a weapon, the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly or carnal. They're not swinging our fist physically. They're not shouting at somebody physically with a voice. It's mighty, it says, in God for the pulling down of strongholds. When a church begins to praise and worship God, strongholds begin to come down. Casting down arguments and every high thing. I pray this verse every day and every service especially Casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every spirit of the enemy that wants to fight God's move in this church and in our lives. Bringing every thought captive into the obedience, to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So how many see here in this New Testament verse that the Bible is telling us that we're at war? Though the weapons of our warfare, and I'm going to preach a message on Sunday about this, going a little more into spiritual warfare, unless the Holy Spirit changes it, but I don't think He will because I I see where He's going with this. He wants us to understand the power we have in Jesus in spiritual warfare. But one of the greatest weapons that we have is our praise. But it's, um, it's important to understand that it's not just in the church, it's every day, all day. It's an attitude, Amen. But in the church, and we're going to see this, there is something very powerful about why we do the service the way we do and why we we praise and we worship and we take this moment to take it to to a climax of the service where everybody's shouting, praising, worshiping, praying in the Spirit, speaking to God and lifting up His name because it does something, as we're going to see tonight, in the spiritual realm. 
When we come in and we lose the battle by being tired and saying, tonight I just can't clap, I'm, I'm too depressed, or I don't feel good, or, or my shoulder hurts, or, or I had a bad day, and we, and we just take the night off, then we suffer in the spiritual. And we lose battles because this warfare that we're fighting is not a physical battle. It's spiritual. Now think about this. This is going to help you, I hope, tonight, tomorrow, and then leading into the next time we come into corporate praise. And even, here's the great thing about the way we have church. We have another chance to worship him tonight at the altar call. We're not just going to say amen and go home. We're going to spend some time before the Lord and we're going to worship him. So you'll have a chance to remember this. But here's what praise means. Maybe we don't know exactly what, praise the Lord, we say. We don't know exactly what that means. Listen to this. It's real simple. And I want you to think about this every time you praise the Lord. It's from the Latin and it says a word meaning value or price. So when I praise the Lord, I am saying as I worship him, this is going to hit some of you maybe in a nerve and it needs to be hit. When you don't praise God the way you should, you're not valuing God. Amen. You don't think it's important. You don't need to do that. Well, according to what praise means, you're not valuing or putting a high price on who Jesus is. Because that is the very reason he created us was to worship him. Now, here's the thing. I'm not doing nothing you tell me to do. I'm, it's going to come from the Lord. Well, I hope it does. I hope it comes from the Lord. That's where it needs to come from. And this is what God, why God created us. He said, I'm going to create you, but I'm not going to make you praise me. I'm going I'm to let you praise me because you want to. And I'm going to get glory in my life from somebody who praises me because they want to, not because I make them. But I'm teaching you tonight that that your praise is a weapon. So if you were wise, which I know you are, you're going to take this serious and you're going to realize I can't take a service off. Because not only do I need to praise God and give him his value and show the price that I think he paid for me, I got someone else in this church that I'm not going to be selfish and somebody else in this church needs a breakthrough tonight. And if I don't praise and worship like I should, somebody else isn't going to get their breakthrough either. And we're all going to go home the same way we came in. So I'm going to praise the Lord whether I feel like it or not. And I'm going to lift up my weapon and I'm going to use it against the devil. Because praise is a weapon. And then it goes on in the definition of praise. Listen to this. This is powerful. It says uh, there's terms that are used in the Bible like glory and blessing and thanksgiving. How many have heard those words? And then there's a big one called Hallelujah. How many heard the word hallelujah? When you shout hallelujah, you know, here's the thing, here's the truth. Because we don't read and study our word a lot of times, we say and do things, what's called Christianese. You speak Spanish or Chinese or some words, Portuguese. Some people speak Christianese. We say words we don't even know what they mean. Hello? And sometimes we say Christianese to the world, and we try to tell them the words we've heard in the church, and we don't even know what they mean. So we need to learn what they mean. When we say hallelujah, that's the one word in the whole world that's universal. Go to any country in the world and say the word hallelujah, and it means the same thing. Guess what it means? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That word hallelujah. In Spanish, hallelujah. They say it a little bit different in each language, but still the same word. 
and it means praise the Lord. Let me give you some verses. I'm going to end in a story tonight in the Bible just to look at real quick. I tell you this all the time. When we say let's clap our hands, when we say let's shout unto God, we're not just doing it to make a lot of noise. Somebody came in Sunday, beautiful couple. They may be watching online. Hello if you are. They, they're an older couple. They came from Wisconsin, I think. And they, they came in, and, and, and they, I met them in the foyer after, and they said they loved the service. They said, we've been watching online, and we wanted to come visit in person. And they said, but the, the beginning was a little hard for us because we come from a church that doesn't shout and clap and sing like that. And I said, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. But they enjoyed the service. Amen? But a lot of times people don't, they, our, church, our church does this, or our church does that. Guess what we want to do in this church? We want to do what the Bible says. Well, that denomination over there or, or this denomination over here, they praise that way or they clap this way, and that's why so many exist. But how many know we should just do what the Bible says? We clap and shout and praise because the Bible says it. Psalms 149, verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Sing. Sing. You know, there's a denom whole denomination that does nothing but sing. They don't use instruments. They got, I don't know where they got that from, but they, they just sing. And praise God that they sing. They took that part of the verse and, and, and went with it, but left a lot of other ones out. How many know we can't leave stuff out? What, this is what we did tonight. Sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the what? Assembly of the... Tell the person next to you, you might not believe this, but you're a saint. Hello? You might not believe that, but you're a saint. That's what the Bible says you are. So what does it say there? Sing a song and praise. Psalm 47, verse 1. Clap your hands, all you people. I, I, I must, some people misread it, I guess. It says, clap your hands, those who want to. All you people. I, I, I'm going to be amazed the day revival is going to break out and everybody in this place claps. Everybody. I mean, there's not going to be a pocket, hand in the pocket. Amen. I know some people walk into a new place, a new church, or they're visiting, and it's kind of hard to, you know, let loose a little bit and feel free. But the problem is that same person doesn't have any problem shouting and clapping at a football game. And they don't know anybody there. I'll just move on. Let me go over to this, this screen over here. Clap your hands, all you people. And what does it say? Whisper to God. Whisper to God. Be whisper. When I went into the prayer room tonight, everybody was whispering a little bit. I don't understand why we're so quiet. Like, I don't want us to shout necessarily in the prayer room, but we could open, we could lift our voices a little bit and we could actually learn how to, because okay, other people could hear you pray. And, but it doesn't say whisper, does it? What does it say? Am I reading the Bible? Is this the Bible? Should we just leave this verse out? Well, you got to do trail mix, right? We can just, no, nah, I don't like that verse. Shout to God. This is why praise is a weapon. With the voice of. Now, you can read that later there in that chapter, but I promise you're not going to see anything that says, if everything's going good. And if you feel like it. And if, you know what I'm saying? It don't say, it just, it's just this, do it. Because it's a weapon. It's a weapon. I want you to picture just for a second our armed forces, our police departments, 
Anybody who defends or does anything with legalities, I just want you to picture some of those people saying, you know what, I'm part of this army, but I'm not taking my gun out. I'm leaving my gun at home. I'm not going to pull a gun out. I'm not going to back in the day. I'm not going to pull my sword out. That, that's what we say sometimes as Christians. I'm not going to clap. I'm not going to shout. It's a weapon. Why would you not use your weapons? How many know we need to use every weapon that we need to defeat the enemy? Amen. Not just some of them, but every single weapon. Here's another one. Psalm 63, verse 3. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. My lips shall hallelujah you. Thus I will bless you while I live. And all oh, this, goes, oh, some of y'all didn't want me to pick this verse. Smile at me real quick. Some of y'all look like you're mad at me. I'm still not talking to you. Amen. Nobody does this. What we do first, uh, clap, shout, sing. We've seen all those in the Bible, right? Not the gospel according to me. Thus I will bless you while I live, and I will put my hands in my pockets and stare at everybody else. What does it say? Why are you all looking at me like that? It's a joyous, this is a joyous. How many know when your hands are in your pockets, you can't hold a gun? Can't hold a weapon? Has any, how many fighters do I have in here? What I mean, I mean you fought. Let me just put it this way. How many ever got in a fight? Let me just, a fight, okay? One fight in your life. That puts you in the fighter category. How many ever gotten a lot of fights? Let me see your hands. Okay, so we got some fighters in here. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever win a fight with your hands in your pockets? Some of you might say, I got some Bruce Lee kicks in my, I don't need no hands. I'm Van Damme. Some of y'all don't even know who he is. Way back in the 80s and 90s. Am I asking a real question? Can you win a fight with your hands in your pockets? You're going to get tore up from the floor up. Bam, 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 bam. Right? I mean, at the very least, you can get your hands up to defend your face. So when we praise, there's another thing I'm hoping for, I'm looking for one, and I think revival is going to break out when this happens. I don't look a lot, but if I ever happen to look and I see every hand raised, I think the glory of God might fall in here. Now, I'm going to be honest. I think the glory of God falls a lot. I think we feel his presence every single service. But are you satisfied with what we have? Or do we want more? What happens if all of us are walking in total dependence on God and total obedience? And all of us are saying, you know what? I'm going to come to church to this warfare, and I'm going to bring my weapons with me. And I'm going to get them out. Now, you can argue with me all you want, but this is what the Bible says. Lift up my hands. Now, here's the thing. I just want to let you know, there's no right or wrong way to do that. And Brian will tell you, where's Brian at? Brian's a perfect example, amen. Brian started, I'll never forget the first time Brian came to church. He didn't even stand. And then when he did stand, it was... Looking around, but I'll never forget the first time I saw him clap. But and I wish I had my lapel on tonight. It was. But you know what? I'll take it. It's a clap. And some people do that with the worship. They get, 
their hand right here, and they go. That's a start. I'll take it. It's lifting your hands. Amen. Some people are going to be smart about it, and I'm, I'm doing it. But then, then it, sometimes it's here. There's a whole video about this, by the way. If you ever YouTube it. And then sometimes it gets here and here and here and here. And, and, but it doesn't say how, but it says lift up your hands in his name. And, and I'm just telling you tonight, church, that we're going to be doing this in heaven for eternity. So it's good to get good practice right now. Are you still here? Tell me you love me. All right. I'm, I said I love you too. Psalm 134, verse 2. We'll get to the story here, and then we're going to finish up. Here's another one. Ooh, two in a row. Lift up your hands. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. That's a good song. We used to sing that. We need to sing that one again. Did we sing it, or we just played it? We sang it. We got to sing that again. We sang it. <laughs> we lift up our hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. And so you might say, why am I lifting my hands? I'm not going to preach a whole message on that. But for number one reason I do it, because the Bible tells me so. Some of y'all need a lot more explanation, and I don't. And that's why I think I'm blessed. And I, and I feel like I have the presence of the Lord walking with me, because I just do it. Last one, Nehemiah chapter 8, and verse 6. And Ezra blessed the Lord. The great God. How did he bless them? All the people. How many people? All the people. Here's, I'm hitting every, amen, pastor. Some of you have never said amen. You know what amen means? So be it. That's the truth. That's it. So Everybody just say that with me real quick. Amen. amen. Was that painful? It says everybody said amen, amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. This one covers it all. Amens and hands in the air and face on the ground and, 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 and worshiping and bowing their heads and close your eyes. I mean, all this stuff we do. I just want you to know it's in the Bible. Now, it's in, in 2 Chronicles, the best story in the whole Bible about praise. And I want you to read this later in your own time because i got to push through it fast. Give me an amen when you're there. Thank you for that one very strong but lonely amen. Some of y'all, all you got to do is look at the screen and say amen. Where's your Bibles at? Let me see your Bibles. Amen. You there? Tell the person next to you, your praise is a weapon. Now, I'm going to read through this pass, and I've got some places highlighted that I want to focus on. It's kind of a long story, but it's a powerful one. Y'all good to read it with me? And it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites. Now Ammon and Moab and Ammonites, all these people, all the ites, remember the ites? All the ites are the people who turned on God. They're, they're against Israel. They're against, they're the, they're, you make it simple, they're the enemy. How many know you don't know the name of all your enemies, but you know you got enemies? How many know that we have enemies, but we have a God who's defeated all the enemies? So all these people are coming together, and they came to battle. 
against. Now, this, this is an interesting thought. Is it possible that these people came to battle against Jehoshaphat, but they're not going to come to battle against you? How many know if, if someone's going to go to battle in the Bible, the devil, devil's going to come after all of us? We all have a battle to fight. I started off by saying we're in a battle. I gave you the verse, the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. So we're in a battle. Are we, are we past that part? Do we get that we're in a battle? Okay. So they came to battle against Jehoshaphat, and someone came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. How many love to get good news like that? I always tell this part when I read this story. How many remember being in school? Maybe this didn't happen to you, but it happened to me several times, especially when I was younger. I grew a foot my freshman year. So before my freshman year, I was 5'4", my wife's height, a little taller than my wife. And I grew a foot in one year. So when I was in elementary and junior high, I didn't have this stature. So I, I, I didn't get picked on, but people like to try to fight, start fights. When you're a little taller, it's, they don't mess with you quite as much. But how many remember being in school and someone coming and telling you, so-and-so wants to meet you in the parking lot after school or the playground after school or whatever? Anybody else? Am I the only one that ever had that happen? And maybe it was a big dude, or maybe it was a bully, or maybe it was a tough person. It's not the greatest news during school. You know, you got to figure out how you're going to get out of this, right? And so he gets this news, hey, there's a great multitude coming at you, and from beyond the sea, and from Syria, and Tamar, and, and, and look at verse 3. Jehoshaphat feared. He was afraid. Real fear. And guess what he did? He was smart. He sought the Lord. And proclaimed a fast all through Judah. And Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Here's the key. When we come into corporate praise and corporate prayer and corporate time together, there's a power that we can do stuff together that we could never do by ourselves. Do you realize that? The power that we have together as a church when we come in with our weapons. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly. This is the assembly right here today in 2022 of Judah and Jerusalem in the what? Where are we at tonight? In the house of the Lord. Before the new court and said, Lord, our God of, our, our, of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? See, and nobody's able to withstand you. When we praise, we are telling the devil and God that God is bigger than the devil. When we worship, it doesn't mean that I'm weak or that, I don't, that I'm not going through something. It means that my praise is a weapon. And I'm telling God that he's bigger than my enemy that I'm facing. He says, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land? And he goes on, and, and, and I don't want to read that whole part for time. I want you to go down to verse 12. And he says, won't you judge them? You can read the rest later. For we have, here's the truth, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. How many realize that without God we are powerless? If we don't have God, we're in trouble. So he humbly says, God in the physical, and how many know back then they were fighting a physical battle? They, it, it was spiritual as well, but they were fighting a real bloodshed physical battle. And Jehoshaphat says, God, there's no way we can defeat this enemy in our own power. He's just, he's just humbling himself. And we don't know what to do. How I many sometimes don't know what to do? 
Well, I'm trying to teach you what to do tonight. Put your eyes up. What does that next part say? But our eyes are looking at the situation. Where's his eyes? Where's their eyes at? Up. When you look down and you look around at your situation, it's not, they don't look good in the natural. It looks horrible in the natural. This looks un, un, undefeatable and impossible, and, and the circumstances are worse than I can even imagine. But God wants you to look up and get your eyes off the circumstances and off the situation and look to the one who can do something about it. You still here? Now, all Judah, here's the power of corporate praise, corporate prayer, corporate time together. All Judah with their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. We stand in worship. We stand, and, and when we're worshiping, we're looking up to God as we sing, and, and hopefully we could focus on the words. You know, the, I don't know if, if, if that song was chosen uh, most of the time, they don't know what I'm preaching, so I don't know if they did or not. I don't think they did, but that was a perfect song for this. Amen? You look at those words of that song, powerful, powerful words about keeping our eyes on God, and, and the mountains have to move, and, and, and He's the great I am. Amen? And so they look, and they stood before the Lord. Now, let's go down to, let's read this. Verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehoshaphat. So when we stand, when we put our eyes on Him, the Spirit comes. And for lack of time, these sons are very important, but I'm going to skip over them. They said in verse 15, listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, I'll say all of you here in Denton and you inhabitants of the church of Victory World Outreach tonight in Denton, Texas, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, do not be afraid, nor dismayed because of this great multitude. How many like it when somebody tells you it's going to be okay? For the battle is not yours. Tell the person next to you, the battle's not yours. Now, tell them back this, then why are you fighting it? Are we guilty of that? How often are we guilty of that? We need to remind ourselves, I shouldn't be fighting this battle. This battle's not mine. It's not mine. If I fight this in the flesh, I'm going to lose. How many know when David defeated Goliath, it was not in the, spirit, in the flesh, it was in the spirit? There's no physical way that a little David defeats a big, huge, nine-foot giant with a pebble in the flesh. There was spirit behind that. He realized this is not my battle I'm going to let God take over. And he says, this battle's not yours but God's. And he says, go down against them. God does expect us to fight. But it's not a physical battle tonight, church. And they will surely come, and you will find them at the end of the brook. Now, this is where it gets good. Don't, don't lose me here. Verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Now, back then, I said a second ago, they physically were going to fight. It was going to be a physical battle. But he's saying, you're not going to have to physically fight. The Spirit's going to do something. Tonight, I'm telling you, it's not a physical battle. It's in the Spirit. So you do have to fight. Are you with me on that? You do have to fight, but not physically. 
When you're you're fighting physically a spiritual battle, you're always going to lose. Because you're swinging in the air at something you can't hit. But when you recognize it's a spiritual battle and you fight in the spirit, that's what we're talking about. That's, that verse says, the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he says, position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem, do not, be, do not fear we see it again or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. How many believe God's with you tonight? And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground. And all Judah and all the inhabitants. Now, notice again, all Judah and all the inhabitants. When, when, when we're going to see the revival we've been praying for is when everybody participates. Minus nobody. Can I stop here just for a second? Everybody. And hopefully by the teaching tonight, I'm showing you that what we do in praise and what we do in worship is, is in the Bible. It's not something I'm making up. And we see this in the book of, Pen- of Acts in Pentecost. It says they were all in one accord, all in one mind, all in one spirit. And the glory of God fell on that 120 people. So he says, all of them, all of them bowed before the Lord worshiping. And the Levites, verse 19, and of the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korahites stood up to what? To what? Praise the Lord God of Israel with voices whispering. Loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. This is so good. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah. And you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. Tell the person next to you, but just believe. And you shall be established, believe as prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out, and the musicians can begin to come, they went out before the army and said, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Verse 22, now, when they began to sing and praise. When they began to what? Sing and praise. How many of them? All of them. When they all began to sing and praise, watch what the Lord does. Get this 22. Your praise is a weapon. When you praise, when you come into this church service, and you praise God in spite of your circumstances, and you say, you know what, all hell's breaking loose in my house, my bank account's in the red, my body doesn't feel good, this or that, all these things are happening, but I'm going to praise the Lord anyways. I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to trust God's Word, and I'm going to come in and lift up my weapons and fight the battle in the Spirit. And when I do that... While I'm praising in the church and everything's going the wrong way in the circumstances of my life, God is going to set an ambush against the enemy. He's going to go deal with the situation, church. That's why someone can come into the church and be going through all hell and still have a smile on their face. Because the more you praise in the problem, the more God moves in your situation. 
Your praise is a weapon. And he goes and sets the ambush, and who had come against you, and they were what? What, were they, what happened to them? They were defeated. And this is interesting, verse 23. The people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Did you see what I just read? The devil and his demons will get confused and begin to hurt each other and defeat each other when you praise, when you worship, when you lift up holy hands, when you shout, when you clap. Amen. And then it goes on to say, in the last verse, you can see it later, all of them died. No one escaped. I mean, no, God will defeat your enemy totally. Hello? Does anybody believe that tonight, that God will defeat your enemy totally? Not just sort of? goes on to say in verse 25 that they, they had spoils. Picked up all kinds of blessings after. So church, I want you to focus tonight on this. I want you to understand what I'm trying to teach you. We praise, we clap, we shout, we sing, we worship because it's a weapon. Now this is very important. Don't, don't get all that and miss this. But it's got to come from here. It has to be connected to faith. I guarantee you there are people who clap and shout and sing and do all those things and there's not a connection to faith. Now, the flip side of this, because I always like to play the devil's advocate, is some of you will say, see, I don't need to be like that. But then you're being rebellious against what the Bible says. I, I, God knows I love him. That's what some people say. God knows I love him. I don't have to raise my hands for him to know I love him. Well, at what point do we start obeying God's word and just do what he says? Are you with me? Is that a good devil's advocate? God knows with my hands in my pockets and my hands not raised and not clapping and, sh and not shouting and not singing, he knows I love him. Except you don't obey what his word says. So it, you, it's, it's a balance. I have to do those things out of obedience, but I do them with the heart of praise. And listen, how many know some people in this place can't sing? Right? Is that true? Not everybody can sing. We're all going to have glorified bodies in heaven and everybody's going to have a good voice. I always say that's why that verse says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Because some people's voice is a noise. Amen? It might be mine. But the, what I'm trying to say is, sing it anyways. Sing it unto God. Old singer Ron Canoli, way back, old singer, gospel singer, was a young boy. He was standing by his mom and they were singing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And he was about nine years old and looked up at his mom and tugged on her shirt. And he said, Mom, are you a wretch? She looked at him and said, shut up and sing, boy. Just sing. Amen? Just sing. Just do it out of obedience. Here's another nugget, church. When you begin to see that your praise is a weapon, you'll see power and growth and peace and joy and strength when you just do what the Bible says. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. All across this place, we're going to open the altars in just a moment. But before we do, I want you to know tonight that the Savior is here.
There's people watching online tonight that, that don't know Jesus. They just coincidentally found this channel, found this Facebook, found this YouTube. And they're watching right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you're here in this place tonight and you don't know Jesus. You know about him, but you don't know him. Tonight there's salvation in the name of Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And church, we don't have to have anything else to sing about but that. Christ, that song says, is enough for me. Christ is enough for me. Tonight, if you're here, how many all across this place could say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I've never given my life to him. I've never put my faith in what he did on the cross. Tonight, I want to do that. Just pray for me. Just lift your hand up. Say, that's me. All across this place, I don't know Jesus. Tonight, I want to know him. Maybe you're running from the Lord. Maybe you've got a wrong attitude. You need to get some things right. Tonight, there's an altar for you. You can come down. No one else has to know. You can say, Lord, I, you're speaking to me tonight. I want to get on board. I want to understand tonight that my praise is a weapon. Maybe you're watching tonight online, and the Bible says that Jesus is knocking on, on the door. And we're going to say a prayer right now of salvation for those that are watching. And I want everybody in here to say this with me. And you that's watching in your car, watching at work, or maybe you're listening to this on the podcast six months later from tonight. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you. That's the amazing thing about the Word of God. If you say this from your heart, you'll be saved. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe from all my heart that I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I fall short of your glory. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You shed your blood for me. You paid the perfect price took my debt and died for it so I could have eternal life. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of that and nothing else, I am saved. I believe on you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And from this day forward, I'm going to serve you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.